national championships in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Like he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. <laughs> That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chucked. Never will chuck. No chuck. <laughs> you chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values were all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5, The Roar. Hey, good afternoon on this Thursday, 23rd day of March, 2017. Safe and sound once again here inside the Blue Ridge Security Solutions Studios at 105.5, The Roar. Hanging out with Ben. I am, of course, Roy, and a lot to get into today, the Sweet 16 tonight. Clemson baseball on the docket coming up this weekend. And, in fact, a couple of early first pitch times. As we go through the course of the weekend, as uh, the Tigers travel up to Boston College, technically Rhode Island. I want to give you some thoughts on what's been happening on the Diamond over Doug Kingsmore the last couple of weeks. Do that as we go through the show today. Your phone calls as well, 654-7627, the magic number, 654-ROAR. Interesting stuff this morning. Deshaun Watson on with the uh, quarterback camp with John Gruden, which I happen to enjoy. Haven't got a chance to see as much of it as I would like to, but... I always find it to be entertaining. I want to talk about that as we go through the program. Of course, Deshaun Watson's draft chances and what we think is happening there behind the scenes. We will get into that as well. 654-7627, the phone number on the Northland Communications phone lines, 654-ROAR. Also on the Twitter, at Roy Philpott, at Ben Milstead. Text line is open for business, 986-1566. Who are you? Where are you texting from? Make sure you let us know. Much more likely to read it over the airwaves, provided that you do that. Good afternoon, Benjamin. Hope you're doing well. Looks like you're doing well. Looks like you're in a good mood. I trust that you are. Good afternoon, Mr. Philpott. Good afternoon. How I are started you doing today? that more, which is kind of weird. Like people will call me and instead of answering uh, my phone, hello, uh-huh. I will simply say good morning or I will simply say good afternoon or in certain circumstances, I don't get a lot of phone calls at night, it seems like. Uh-huh. I will say good evening when I answer the phone. I have no idea why. I don't know where I picked this up at, but I've started doing that more and that may start to occur more on the radio for no rhyme or reason. I, and I don't know what to make of it. I, I think in general there's a shift in society on how we greet one another. Really? Especially on the telephone. Here's my theory. You only call cell phones now. Right. I mean, when's the last time you called somebody on a landline at their house that was a residence, not a business? I mean, 1990-something. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, you called to congratulate, you know... Uh, Congratulate. Uh, I can't think of anything. But anyway, yeah, a long time ago. Um, I've had a cell phone since 2000, I I think. And like it only had 250 minutes a month, I think, that particular year. But I'm pretty sure I've had a cell phone for the last 17 years. So it's been a while. But my, my point that I'm getting at here is when you call me, 
you know that my phone right. is showing me Roy Philpott. Correct. On the screen. So and, and there's you press really ignore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every you know, time. When you're not in my blocked calls list. Right. So there's really no answer for, for, no reason for me to answer hello and act like I don't know who it is when we both know that I know who it is. We're playing a little game that just wastes time. Let's just get straight to the point. I've never thought about hey, that. Hey, Roy, what's up? What can I do for you? Right, 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 right. Now, I do do that sometimes as well. Or I'll pretend to be somebody else just to throw off the caller. I'll <laughs> say, uh, this is Brad Ace Hardware, you know, something like that. Right. Just to get some kind of snarky reaction, and a lot of times I do. Right. But I've started answering <clears throat> the phone, good afternoon, good evening. Or if I get a text message from somebody that I know, and they send me a text message, maybe I haven't heard from them in a couple of days, I'll just say, you know, good afternoon or whatever. It's more of a formal greeting. Yes. And I, I don't know, maybe people think I'm a nerd because I'm doing that or if it just doesn't matter or maybe that's something that will gain popularity if I mention it over the airwaves. I have no idea. Now, here's how my 14-year-old talks on the telephone. I call it, or he'll, he'll call me. I don't, bef he hears me answer and before I say anything, he just starts talking. Dad, where are you? I'm uh, I'm at the gym. What, what you need? Nothing. Click. <laughs> I mean, just... No greeting, no in, no intro, no outro. Straight to the point, hanging up. You know, when I talk to Dean Leggy on the phone, a lot of times it's like that. There's no greeting. We just jump straight into a conversation that ended like a month ago, and we just go right back into it. it you know, <laughs> you always have friends like that. There's a friend of mine that lives in Cincinnati, and we were great friends in college. I probably haven't spoken to him on the phone in about two and a half, maybe three years. But the next time I do, we will pick up on a conversation that we left off like, just right in mid-sentence. Uh -huh. We just had that kind of connection where we would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like you've been talking to this to this person every single day for the last three years. In reality, I haven't talked to him that long. I have a friend like that that I see a couple of, you know, two, three, four times a year. And every time we get together, it's like we just spent the week together. Right. You know, just pick up where you left off. Anyway, don't know how we get sidetracked like that. We do that a lot here on the show. That's why you love us. It is. I mean, it's kind of like the relationship between Monty Lee and Bradley Lee Croy or Monty Lee and Seth Beer. You know, everybody seems to be on the same page right now with Clemson baseball. Just pick a page. Right. It's going to be the same. That's exactly <laughs> right. And it's amazing because I think people look at the record and they're like, okay, yes. You look at the comeback win against South Carolina, you feel great about it. You look at your conference record right now, you feel fantastic about it. But there's there's been such a shift and, and a change in culture, it seems like, in the last 18 months with Clemson baseball, and, and we always had these high expectations, but now it's gotten to the point where there's legitimacy behind all of it. And it's like you go into the seventh inning, and it doesn't matter what the score is, you feel like they're going to win. And you'll know how, and it may come down to a 3-2 count in a 3-2 game, and you're trailing by a run down to your last strike, and yet you still still feel like you're going to win because Seth Beer's up to bat in Columbia. And guess what? You're right, they are, and they did. And that newfound confidence with this team, I, I think, bodes very well for the postseason. And it feels like they're starting to find answers at, at virtually every single position. And some of the young stars are becoming young stars. And Seth Beer, while not as hot as he was last year, comes up with clutch hits, still is showing ample bat speed and ample power at the dish, is doing a great job. And the pitching, I think, has been there. And they're kind of tweaking their batting order at times this year, which I think has worked out very well. The bullpen has looked solid. You need to get Gillian back in the mix, and I think that they will, and everything's going to be fine. And It's just fun for us to watch and talk about now, where for so many years it felt like we were all walking around on pins and needles 24-7. Remember that? I mean, that seems like a long time ago. 
Like this, the five-game winning streak for South Carolina football over Clemson football seems like eons ago now. All those shows that we used to do, the gnashing of teeth, the nail-biting, the oh my God, here we go again, one-run loss, midweek loss, South Carolina loss, all that stuff seems like so long ago. And the pressure-packed innings at Western Carolina or College of Charleston or gasp against Presbyterian, all that's just gone. And now they just dominate those teams, it seems like, more times than not. And Clemson baseball is fun again. It's fun again. It's action-packed. It's the long ball. It's power pitching. Maybe not power pitching, but they're getting they're getting punch outs. They're getting strikeouts and bushels, and it's just great. So I did want to reflect on that a little bit today because I don't know that we've given uh, Monty and the boys the kind of props that they deserve to start this season given their very hot start and given how last season concluded uh, with a national seed and an ACC championship and sweeping the ACC tournament, beating teams like Louisville and Florida State. Uh, beat Florida State like a drum in the ACC tournament championship game. It's just kind of fun to look at and kind of point your finger towards it and say, man, this this is great. And, oh, by the way, remember just 18 months ago, we were all freaking out about the future of Clemson baseball. Uh, no more. No more at all. It's funny. I heard Bradley LaCroix on with uh, Mickey this morning, and I was thinking, see if you agree or disagree, I still feel like this team, like maybe they're a little bit ahead of schedule in the Monty Lee era. Yeah, last year was his first year. I mean, last year, I don't know that we actually verbally said it, but there was this feeling like last year, you know, this is this could be a throwaway kind of a season. We don't know what to expect. Uh, change after a long time coach, and you just didn't know. You're I mean, playing was, with house money. There was so much uncertainty. Uh, fast forward, you win the ACC, may host a regional. And now you're off to a really hot start. And I mean, it's kind of like back to what Clemson baseball used to be in the, you know, in the nineties and, and such. Um, and it's one thing too, that has caught my attention is in the offensively it's, it's contributions from everyone. It's not the Seth beer show. In fact, he, he's, they're still trying to kind of get him going. Um, it's everybody else in the lineup that is just contributing when they need to. And I've noticed, too, Monty moving the batting order around. Um, I mean, it seems like it's different every game. And it doesn't – it seems to work out for the best. Players aren't freaked out if they go from batting second to batting seventh. Right. They don't care. Uh, it's, they still contribute top of the order, bottom of the order, which to me is a really good sign that he's connected with this team. They trust him. And, you know, if they ask – you want Seth Beer to pitch an inning? You know, doesn't make sense, but <laughs> probably going to do it and probably going to like it. I mean, now just, coming out of the bullpen, number 28, Seth Beer. <laughs> I mean, really, there's there's so many moving parts, and he makes it work. Um, I like I mean, the word that you use, connected. I, I, I think that's a really important word in sports, in business, in real life, in family, church, whatever, being connected. Being connected, understanding what your particular organization needs, maybe what it needs at that moment, maybe what it needs in the future, maybe what it needs in terms of a, a, a mantra, a, just a, a long-term direction, a mission statement, whatever it may be. And Monty Lee is as connected as any coach on campus. And when you think about that statement for a second, it speaks volumes because we know Dabo is, right? I mean, Dabo may be the most connected coach on the planet given his success this decade. 
coaching in two national championship games, winning multiple conference championships, 10-plus win seasons every single year since 2010. Uh, you know, just just all the production that, that he's brought to the table for Clemson football. It feels like Monty Lee is kind of cut from the same cloth. Very connected to his team, very connected to his players. There's a sincere sense that he cares about each individual player and coach, and it just it makes the whole team connected. I love that word, being connected, understanding what others need around you, understanding how to give that to those particular people or players or coaches. And it all just builds and, and, and kind of it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you understand what's needed 24-7 and the team believes in you and it just kind of feeds back and forth between those two entities. And it builds such a tremendous chemistry with your program. And I think that's what you're seeing right now with Clemson baseball and baseball. It's so important to have that because you're going to be in a lot of games where it's four to two and the top of the ninth and you've got the tying runs aboard and there's two outs and somebody's got to do something. And it seems like to your point, it doesn't matter who it is. It's up to bat. They're going to find a way to keep the inning going. And if they can't drive in the two runs, they're going to give the next hitter a chance to, to be able to do that or maybe to win the game. I can't tell you how many times we've seen that with Clemson baseball in these last 18 months and, and the good news is we've only kind of touched the tip of the iceberg there mm-hmm. where I expect all of that to actually get better. And with a team that has a, a, still a ton of young talent, you know, Seth Beer's just a sophomore. Logan Davidson's just a freshman. And some key players are still very green. Just 18 months in, I, I expect that only to improve. I don't, I don't think it's going to get worse. And if that's the case, then, you know, the way this team is playing right now, which looks like a national seed, and you need some breaks, I think, to be able to get there given the strength of the ACC. But uh, that's exactly where they should be come June, and, and, and also in Omaha, for that matter. One thing, too, when you watch the team right now, it's not that they're peaking right now. You know, it's not that they're just on a hot streak where everybody in the lineup is is playing well because uh, that's really not the case. You look up and down the lineup – and say there's still a lot of room for improvement. I mean, this team could be a whole lot better than they are right now, Uh, yet they're winning games. Now, I think this weekend, and and you're going to laugh when I initially say this. Oh, here we go. Playing Boston College. Here we go. I think this weekend is a big, big weekend for Clemson baseball, and here's why. Must-win series? Critical series? Well, they're all must-win series. (laughs) It's way too early for us to be present. But here's the thing. It would be very easy to say, uh, it's just Boston College. Uh, Boston College team that almost made the College World Series last year. (laughs) It was in a super regional last year. But it would be real easy to say, okay, you know, in our mind mentally say, eh, chalk that up as as, as a win. When it's a very good team, they've played... Uh, Boston College has already played Louisville and Florida State and played on the road at Florida State. And I think either one, one or two of those, maybe just one game there. But you're playing, you've played every game either at home or in front of a really big crowd. Every game has been in front of a big crowd this season. You're playing in road freaking island tomorrow. <laughs> really, truly, if there's 150 people there, I'm going to be surprised. Right. So how do you you're you're going to go play a three game series on turf starting at one o'clock on a Friday, uh, where it's rainy and cold and nobody there? It could not be any different than everything that they've been up against so far this year. So in your opinion, that's a critical series because it will be so different. 
Yes, and, okay. and and really that's my my point in right. all this. I mean, some of their scrimmages in preseason had more than 150 people over there in Doug Kingsmore, and they were playing each other. You know, so there's just, there's just a lot of differences in this series that if you're not really focused, you could come you could lose a series. Byoe, bring your own energy. Byoe, bring your own energy, heat, fans, fans, byof. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own beer, Seth Beer. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I saw the boys last night. Uh, went up to uh, the Boston uh, TD Garden, caught some uh, some Celtics basketball. Monty Lee was there, posted a picture of it on Twitter, which I thought was pretty slick. Great environment. Celtics too. Celtics Pacers. Celtics Pacers. They may be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs by the time it's all said. And there's some metrics out there right now suggesting that they're the favorite to win the Eastern Conference regular season. I don't know what that means come playoff time because you've got big, bad LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and everybody needs to get healthy with that team. But uh, Boston may be where it's at this year. Maybe Monty brought him some luck up there at TD Garden last night. I don't know, but pretty slick to see that they, they were able to catch the Celtics in action uh, on this little road trip. And if you're wondering why is Clemson playing Boston College in Rhode Island, uh, Shea Commander Field, I think, is what it's called. Pellegrini Diamond, I believe, is what it's called. Not ready not suitable for baseball conditions. BC, I don't think, has actually played a single home game all year up to this point. And a lot of times they have to deal with that when you're yeah. that far in the north, given the recent snowstorm they had just a week ago. So It's a turf, it's a, a grass field that doesn't drain, that's used as a parking lot. There we go. Uh, four months out of the year, and they've had snow and rain and more expected. So, yeah, that they, they may not play on that field till like, uh, middle of May. One thing I remember about that facility, and I use that word very loosely before we take our first break, 654-7627, the phone number if you want to talk about it, 654-ROAR. Where you set up to broadcast, you're basically sitting right in the middle of Boston College fans. And so I remember going up there to call a Clemson sweep about three and a half, maybe four years ago. And every single time there was a questionable pitch, and I referenced the call on air, I had like 17 BC fans <laughs> swarming me, turning around, shaking their heads, doing all kinds of mumbo-jumbo to try to distract the Clemson broadcaster on location. Even though Clemson swept them, like all three games were very competitive. I think the final one was like a one nothing shutout. And every single pitch was questionable with the call by the home plate umpire. And every single time I got questioned, calling the game on the radio. I heard one of the broadcast one of the Clemson broadcasters in the last couple of years say it was so quiet the ump could hear him questioning the calls. Absolutely. Like, why is that ump looking at me? <laughs> oh, because he just heard that. He I heard what you said, buddy. That's funny. That's exactly how it is. First hour continues. Your phone calls coming up. Hundred and fifty-five days till the return of college football. We will talk about that as we go through the show. Clemson football obviously on a spring break. We'll give you some updates on what we're hearing with the program. And, of course, your calls. Back with much more after this. Hi, everyone. John and Ross here, and it's that time of year again. So batter up with First Team Sports. Make this season count by gearing up with the top brands, and we'll make sure your players game ready. Come test our bats, gloves, and other equipment in our very own in-house batting cage. At First Team Sports, if you ain't first, you're last. So don't let time pass you by. Come visit us today at 2520 Wade Hampton Boulevard or visit us online at firstteamsc.com, where you know what we always have. We got deals. Life insurance. You know you need it, but do you have enough? 
85% of U.S. consumers agree they need it, but only 44% of United States households have individual life insurance, an all-time low. When asked why they didn't have life insurance, many said, nobody asked me about it. Well, make no mistake, I'm asking you today. Maybe it's because the process can be difficult. Maybe it's because the process can be frustrating. But as an independent insurance broker, we have all the best plans and rates. Life insurance is not for the people who die. It's for the people who live. Life insurance helps us protect what matters most, our family. Call us today to get a free quote, 467-8738. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make life insurance easier. Going through a divorce or a custody battle? Why fight it out when you can work it out? Why not try to mediate your divorce or custody case before you go to court? or before you hire an attorney. Mediation is required in South Carolina in all contested family court cases. Use the mediators at Palmetto Mediation to save you money and put peace back in your life. Contact Palmetto Mediation at 864-601-0925 or palmettomediation.com and work it out before you fight it out. What business doesn't like to save a little money where they can? Crude LED has partnered with Duke Power to do just that. Whether you need LED tube lights, $4 after rebate, LED high bay fixture, $79 after rebate, parking pole light, $99 after rebate, or six inch down lights, $4 after rebate, Crude LED will pass on Duke Power rebate up front to you with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Visit online at crudeled.com or visit their office at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson, right before J. Peters on exit 19B. Are you looking for a one-carat diamond under $3,000? I have good news. We have some, and they're worth taking a look at. I have access to diamonds in all prices, all qualities, and from all over the world. Tell me what you're looking for, and if I don't have it, I'll find it for you. And you take a look and see what you think. I can get in one diamond. I can get in a dozen diamonds. And yes, it really is that easy. We have financing available for almost any budget, including 12 months no interest. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson, and I want to be your jeweler. Husqvarna products have always provided the power to work. Now Husqvarna is giving you the power to save too. We're offering up to 20% off new equipment purchases through Husqvarna. For example, buy an MZT 520 turn mower with a 525BX blower and a 322L trimmer and a T435 chainsaw and save nearly $1,300. It's as if you're getting the handheld products as a bonus. When you're ready to build your business or take care of your property with the power of Husqvarna products, put the power of savings to work too with the Husqvarna program. It's the best choice for your customers and crew, as well as your own property. 0% financing available with approved credit. To take advantage of this great Husqvarna savings program, see the team at Easley Lawn and Garden, 312 South Pendleton Street, Easley. Call 859-1678. Easley Lawn and Garden is veteran-owned and family-operated. 0% financing available with approved credit. Five-star talents with two-star looks. We are WCCP 105.5 The Roar. We've talked a lot recently, when I say recently, in recent years, I guess, about the media and how it goes about its business 
and how we consume sports. And I'm not turning it into one of those shows by any stretch, but it's weird what is a story in 2017 compared to previous years. And this is what I mean. There's so many different websites out there covering sports. Uh, maybe there's a particular site that's devoted to a conference. Uh, Gridiron Now, which uh, our good friend Rachel Barbo is uh, a writer with, uh, you know, she she does a lot of things, I think, covering the SEC. And I think that website specializes in covering the SEC. In, in 2017, fans' opinions become major stories. It, it, and here recently, just in the last 24 hours, Ben brought this up yesterday, and it was kind of a, a firestorm in social media and on message boards yesterday afternoon. The Paul Feinbaum tombstone comments about hearing Clemson. Oh, yeah. Right? This was a big deal that Feinbaum thought that it disrespected death to have a graveyard for every Clemson win against a ranked opponent away from Death Valley. Like, that was a big story, and people kind of got irritated with Paul Feinbaum yesterday because he took this stance against something, honestly, that's fairly trivial when it comes to the national landscape and collegiate sports in general. Like, that, that's just a random thing to pick out because Clemson puts in its final tombstone from last year, one of four, I believe, commemorating an incredible run to the national championship the second time in school history. And, and like everybody wanted a piece of Feinbaum because he had this opinion about it. And Feinbaum himself comes out with this commentary that it's disrespectful to death to have tombstones commemorating wins against ranked teams away from your home field. And it all is just kind of silly. And, and furthermore, like I was reading here on Twitter today, on top of the Feinbaum stuff, uh, the Gridiron Now website that I just referenced, which I know a couple of writers, and I think some of these people are pretty good. Others, maybe not as much, but many of them, I think, are pretty good. An article yesterday was written talking about how Florida State fans were annoyed that Clemson put in Tombstone, a Tombstone you know, commemorating the national championship and also commemorating the road win in Tallahassee last year. And apparently Florida State fans are myth because Florida State started this tradition before Clemson did. Yeah, I, I I didn't know that. You knew you knew about that apparently. I didn't know that. Someone had sent me a photo of the tomb of a Florida State tombstone with a score where you know one of those years that they that Florida State blew out South uh, blew out Clemson, and like if you did the same thing, why be miffed about it? Well, it's just funny to me that all this is a story, and, and it's such a story that we even talk about it on the air, but like on social media, this stuff just catches fire, and it's retweeted tens of thousands of times and everybody's got a comment from every fan base. I'm like, really, this is what we care about. These are the kinds of stories we care about in 2017. And the answer is yes. You know, when our president tweets directly from the white house, avoiding the official presidential account, and he tells you everything that he's feeling 24 seven, whether you like him or not, it's just kind of a different era we live in. And I, I still don't think that we have a firm grasp on how to process all of this or what the, the proper way is to process all of this. We just crave the knee-jerk reaction to see how many retweets and likes and to see how viral something can go. Right. When it really, truly, honestly, is completely meaningless. Think about that for a second. The Tombstone stuff is so meaningless for any fan base outside of this one. And even for us, like even for Clemson fans internally, it's great. You have a lot of pride in it. But, you know, you recognize it's just for you. It's, it's for your next-door neighbor that's a Clemson fan and for your son or daughter. And it's just fun to talk about. It's fun to see the pictures in the middle of the offseason. Oh, there's a new tombstone. Oh, here's a neat story surrounding how the tombstone is made, where it comes from. This guy drives up from the PD, and he, they, they put in the tombstone. There's four of them now from last year. It's fantastic. And it, it's just like this thing... 
has legs of its own and, and, and it doesn't go away. Then all of a sudden other fan bases are looking at you with a skeptical eye. And Paul Feinbaum is commenting how it's disrespecting death. <laughs> it's just so, it's, just so it, it's so crazy. It's so ridiculous when you think about it, isn't it? It, it is. I guess I'm, I'm guilty because I let it get under my skin. Oh, you totally did. And I love you for it. It's great. But I, I really was, because it was fine bomb though, is what, and it relates to Alabama and he can, you know, he's introduced as a, he was introduced in that segment as a Nick Saban expert. Yet he's on to have an impartial conversation, allegedly, right, about football. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just drop the charade, you know. It don't don't try to fool me. Is Feinbaum upset because Clemson has a tombstone over here, or because the tombstone says Alabama on it? See, that's the problem that I have. It has nothing to do with the tombstone. I'm sure there's schools everywhere in America have something that coaches do privately to motivate their teams that would drive you crazy, would say, that is disrespectful. The meanings behind some of the T-shirts that players wear, you know, it's a it's kind of a an internal thing. But if you really knew what it what it all meant, you know, you could say, oh, I'm disrespectful, disrespected by that. I mean, you've got a little cemetery over there outside the practice field. I mean, so what? It's no, not so, that big of a so deal. So what? Right, right. Did you see the reaction? Remember when ESPN had the MegaCast, the national championship game, and you could watch, you know, 10 different versions of, uh, you know, a, broad, a broadcast, whether it was just completely silent or it was Spanish or it was Russian or it was the coach's film room or from the sideline where Joe Testator was down there doing his thing, 654-7627 if you want to talk with us, 654-ROAR. And in the SEC film room version. I guess they had Feinbaum and maybe Greg McElroy and I don't know. If, I don't think it was Booger McFarlane. Maybe it was Marcus Spears down there. And Watson rolls out to the right, spots Renfro, fires a strike, touchdown, one second left, and Feinbaum's watching and it looks like he's at a funeral, right? I mean, it just, it was the most depressing way to watch a game-winning touchdown on national television. So, I mean, it, it, that kind of painted the picture right there of kind of what you're dealing with. And again, I, I don't think the SEC network hides what it's supposed to be. I mean, I, I know that it doesn't. I, I've broadcast games on there. I, I kind of know the feeling and the vibe there, and it's fine. It's it's what it should be. The ACC network, I think, will be, be very similar in August 2019. It won't be probably as much in your face. but uh, So you know what it is going in, but that just reaffirms kind of what you're talking about. Right. You're going to get that slant. Like, you listen to this station, you know what slant you're going to get. It's the flagship for Clemson. They just won the national championship. You know what you're getting. Right? You know what you're getting. I, I think some hosts do a better job of trying to be and stay more objective than others, and that's fine. But you know what you're getting. It, it, just like with that, you know what you're getting. And in that broadcast, you could tell, you know, kind of where your bread is buttered there. When it looks like Clemson's going to win the national championship over SEC Bama, and you're attending a funeral at the same time, you kind of know, you kind of know what you're getting. Watching watching Feinbaum and Booger McFarlane have to watch that. That's well, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> if I could have a video alarm clock, it would be that. Just wake up to that every day. You wake up to it every day. Yeah. And the thing is, you're sick. I have a ton of respect for Alabama. I mean, right. as much as anybody here, probably at the station. Uh, but he makes me hate him. 
mean, like, I shouldn't do that, but like Feinbaum just turns me off so bad to that, uh, to, to, to them because of his relationship there. I don't know. Get a couple of phone calls in the Northland Communications phone line, 654-7627. House joins us first. House, good afternoon. House. You're on the air, my friend. Go ahead. Uh, Feinbaum will use things like this actually to try to paint himself as less of an Alabama homer uh, over the next several months. There'll be an Alabama fan getting online and talking about how good they are or whatever, and Feinbaum will say, I don't know, you know, Clemson may be ready to put another tombstone up in their, <laughs> uh, up in their graveyard. <laughs> I think, you know, I think everybody knows he's, you know, because of his roots, he's, he's strong Alabama. Uh, but he tries to minimize it sometimes when he gets when he gets something like this, he'll use it like that. Do you listen? Do you watch him, House? Do you care about what he has to I, say? I'll uh, turn him on uh, and see what he's talking about, and if it's not interesting, I'll turn it off. Uh, but like when I travel a good bit, sometimes I'll put on the the jock station out of uh, I think it's out of Birmingham, and then the afternoon they'll have fine bomb. Uh, but it's just fun, you know. His, I think, his primary goal is is to poke as many of the SEC teams' fan bases as he can, just to try to make his show more interesting. I think he's got a lot of viewers. I think he's got a lot of listeners. House, we appreciate it. Six five four roars our phone number, and kind of to take it a step further. So when I saw that on the Four Letter Network yesterday. I searched for Feinbaum on Twitter just to see what the reaction, because I knew there would be a react. I think I can say this on the air, but so one of the things that pulls up is, is a tweet that Feinbaum retweeted. That's how I saw it. Now Feinbaum has 500,000 followers. I mean, Pretty half, good. Half million followers. Yeah. He had posed the question about, is the tombstone at Clemson fair or foul? The response that he retweeted was from a Bama fan was, it's gay just like every Clemson fan I've ever met. He retweeted that. He retweeted that. that. Interesting. Like, just, I, that kind of proves my point about Feinbaum. <laughs> I got to digest that for a minute. I think you mentioned that to me briefly yesterday. And what would be the reasoning to do something like that? And honestly... I mean, I, I, I would be surprised that ESPN would let that persist on his Twitter account. I really would. I'd be surprised about that. It's gay like every Clemson fan I've ever met. Yeah. Retweeting that from a Bama fan. I don't know about that. I don't know that's a good idea to do in this day and age, is it? <sighs> it's not. I mean, if somebody at the station did that, what would your reaction be? I mean, what would the station's upper management, uh, upper, upper management's reaction be, right? You wouldn't yeah. be on board with that. You know, our our position here, and I hope it remains, is our Twitter accounts are ours. I don't tell Walt, Walt what to do or you what to do or anybody. Nobody tells me what to do with mine. But still, when I have, when you have a half million followers um, and it is all about your job, I don't know. I, I think you have to be a little more careful about that, particularly when it has be a that, lot more careful, particularly when it has that kind of language in it. That's outrageous to post something like uh, yeah, that. And I, I mean, you just can't. It's not it's not 1982. You somebody want to tweet me that directly. Yeah. I, I'm going to laugh about it. I, it's not going to not going to bother me at all. Mm -hmm. But when you know, when the when the 
the the guy who's trying to pretend to be impartial retweets something like that. That that bothers me. Yeah, right or wrong, it bothers. No, it's right. It's absolutely right for it to bother you. Honestly, I think it would bother the majority of our listeners. I'm interested. I'm going to check and see if that tweet still exists. I'd be surprised if it did. 654-ROAR, if you want to talk about it with us, 654-7627. Get one more call on it here in this segment. Hunter's up with us next. Hunter, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey, I just wanted to give a call about the, the mega broadcast that the SEC Network had. And I love the video where they have the, well, I forget which one it was, but he, he said at the beginning of the game, Oh, this game, Rimpro is not going to bust loose at all. And every big play, they just kept rewinding that, rewinding that <laughs> same phrase. And that just busted out laughing. But see, these, these Alabama fans, they, they tripped me out. I went to both national championships. When you were there, they're nice as can be. Great fan base. When they won, nobody had a problem with us doing tombstones last year. But we beat Alabama. And now all of a sudden, is it foul or is it fair? tombstone the only big problem is is alabama got a tombstone in our section and that's the big uproar nobody had any problems with it for 20 something years 30 years until alabama got put in our cemetery yeah truth in that hunter i mean yeah there's truth in that and 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 one thing also wanted to point out is early on the show i was listening to the guy that ran it about the acc is not that good in basketball because of march madness well, like the other caller said, is very hypocritical because, like, like you said, in in football, all our bowl games, we pretty much we lost what one or two bowl games out of eleven. We beat them in bowl season and we beat them out of conference. But they're still going to say the SEC is the best football conference. But it, uh, we lose in March Madness. Right. The ACC is not as good as a basketball conference. I'm just so sick of the hypocrisy and all oh, the SEC is the greatest thing on earth. I'm just sick of it. Hunter, we're with you. And I think there's a lot of similarities. That's an outstanding comparison. In fact, I mentioned that yesterday when Gamecock Bill kind of called in and, and took his shots, his pot shots. I don't know that you can disagree with how poorly the ACC has performed in the NCAA tournament. The regular season, it was sensational. Just it hasn't worked out for various reasons in the big dance. Doing a little homework there during that phone call, and Feinbaum has taken that tweet down. Of course he Yeah, has. That, that tweet has gone down, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I, there, there's no way. There's just no way ESPN's going to allow that to persist. And, uh, you know, had it still been there and had that caught more national – traction I, that, that's something that uh where they could potentially come down on you pretty hard honestly yeah. uh for a stance like that or retweeting something like that it's ridiculous totally totally ridiculous first hour continues more of your calls coming up you want to talk with us 654 roar and what you would expect as a clemson fan is this because you are now deemed to be one of the elite programs everybody's coming after you everybody can attack you for anything that happens that they don't deem to be worthy enough for you to be able to do whether it's a graveyard, a cemetery, tombstones, whatever. I mean, there's some people taking pot shots because of the multi-million dollar facility that's been constructed. Oh, my God, can you believe this? And there'll be more of that. The more successful you are, the more you open yourself up for criticism for any little tiny thing that happens that people don't agree with. That's just how, that's how human nature is. That's how we all work, I guess. So expect more of that in the future and more fair or foul from Feinbaum on blades of grass and the length of, you know, whatever that's happening on your football field. It's, it's ridiculous. 
Totally ridiculous. Uh, more headed your way, more of your phone calls. Stay tuned. Hey, Quok here. Join me April 1st for Spring into Clemson. Enjoy food, fun, and family activities for great causes with nonprofits that benefit our community. I'll be hanging out at Tiger Sports Shop from 11 to 1 on the 1st with some great deals on T-shirts, coffee mugs, license plates, pretty much everything Clemson for the Clemson fan. We'll have piping hot, fresh Papa John's pizza to enjoy and a chance to talk sports with me April 1st from 11 to 1 at Spring into Clemson at Tiger Sports Shop. Advanced Maintenance keeps your medium and heavy-duty trucks on the road. Their on-site service technicians are equipped to service, repair, and maintain your fleet. They offer emergency roadside services, on-site DOT inspections with no minimum service requirements or contract. All services are done the same day or next. They even do box truck and trailer repair. Call the number that comes to you at 422-5787. That's 422-5787. This message is for mature audiences only because only a mature audience could appreciate the taste and variety you'll find at Ramcat Social House in Seneca on Ramcat Alley. From delicious steaks to seafood, farm fresh salads to homemade desserts, a quiet dinner or a night on the town, Ramcat Social House is no longer a best kept secret. Tim Moore invites you to Ramcat Social House for a truly remarkable dinner experience. Ramcat Social House, downtown Seneca on Ramcat Alley. What business doesn't like to save a little money where they can? Crute LED has partnered with Duke Power to do just that. Whether you need LED tube lights, $4 after rebate, LED high bay fixture, $79 after rebate, parking pole light, $99 after rebate, or 6-inch down lights, $4 after rebate, Crute LED will pass on Duke Power rebate up front to you with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Visit online at CruteLED.com or visit their office at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson right before J. Peters on exit 19B. CMH Services has again been recognized as an MVP dealer by the Material Handling Industry's leading trade organization, MHEDA, for five consecutive years. In earning the award, CMH Services demonstrated excellence in the areas of industry advocacy, customer service and safety, business networking, continuing education, and business best practices. Get award-winning material handling solutions at CMH Services. Call 800-922-9569. That's 800-922-9569. Hey, buddy. What's that? Oh, it's an app I loaded to help people find healthcare around Clemson. Listen. Healthcare in Clemson. AnMed Health Clemson on Tiger Boulevard. That's where I see my doc. Yeah, but that's all it ever says. See? I need urgent care. AnMed Health Clemson on Tiger Boulevard. Hey, that's Care Connect. Okay, try this. Primary care physicians. AnMed Health Clemson on Tiger Boulevard. Huh. We gotta make this harder. I need lab tests. And x-rays. An OBGYN. A flu shot. A CT scan. Pediatrician. Cardiac care. Electrophysiologist. And Med Health Clemson on Tiger Boulevard. It doesn't take an app to find quality health care around Clemson. And Med Health Clemson is bringing our urgent care, primary care, specialty, and diagnostic services to one convenient address. Visit nmedhealth.org slash Clemson. When you have plumbing issues, why take a chance with who you call to fix them? Roto-Rooter has been taking care of homeowners like you for 30 years all over the upstate. The owners are proud Clemson alumni, and thousands of homeowners and businesses have trusted them to do the job right from the start. When it comes to your home or business plumbing, make just one call. Roto-Rooter of the upstate. Online at Roto-Rooter SC or call us at 288-7686. 
Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So when you see a bear spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One-Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bear spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One-Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One-Step Complete. Back to Roy and Ben. Oh, yeah. We like that. Don't you ever I can't do anything better than that in this segment. That's awesome right there. <laughs> I can't do anything better. Let's just be a music station for a moment. I mean, you almost shouldn't even have rejoins with that kind of music on there. Like old school Stevie Wonder or just, you know, classic Motown. It's just good. Much better than anything I'm going to tell you. My Dang personal awful, text man. line is blowing up over the fine bomb stuff. Yeah, just people irate. People can't believe that he would post that. I I can't really either. I never saw the tweet, but just to throw that out there, I mean, you wonder if that's like a clueless intern or somebody that doesn't know any better sending that kind of message out to 500,000 people. And I mean, it's just it's it's not okay. Not okay. I found the original tweet that I know that that was a response to, and I scrolled through every response. So the original per not only is the retweet gone, but the original person who tweeted that is gone. Uh, and I've had several people contact me say, "Yeah, that we saw that too." Not making that up; it it was there. Um, other others saw it. The thing is, and as I said a second ago, if somebody's tweets that and you've got 150 followers you're just a you're just a person and you want to tweet that to me or any clips on people that's fine you, you know just i'm not blocking you I'm not responding to oh it. you will too block that person I don't you're block a blocker people. oh you i am block not a blocker people. you don't block people very very rarely i think i've blocked like 10 people yeah yeah, I, I can ignore it. I don't need to. I don't have to block it to maybe. 50. But I mean, to each his own. I don't <laughs> maybe know. Maybe hundred. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> hey. I, I just. I it caught my attention because Paul Feinbaum retweeted it right. to half a million people. Yeah. As an ESPN personality, this that's what bothered me. But you know, you you choose whether or not you choose to be offended, and. When he, I mean, back to the original thing. I so hate that argument. Me, me and Plyler used to get in that debate all the time. Well, you choose to be offended. I was like, I don't care. Well, I'm I, still offended. I don't care. I, I, I choose to be offended a lot of times. Right. <laughs> yeah. I choose to be offended. I, I don't be. care what your reason is that I'm offended. I'm offended. But the, Shut your mouth. But there's a couple of examples that come to mind where I really wanted to be offended, but I just wasn't. One was Jameis Winston when he comes back to Clemson with the with the baseball team, I don't know if you remember, but he tweets out a photo of Death Valley after he'd beaten our brains in, in football, and it had some kind of you know some kind of caption you know reminding us of that night, and I hated it. I mean, I hated it, but you know what? He's right. He's right. Connor Shaw signs a Clemson helmet. Ooh. Burn. Oh, just <laughs> oh man, hey, that was the low point, right? Burnt me up. That was the low point, but. You know what? If I don't like it, you got to beat them. <laughs> I, I mean, it's as plain as that. And 
I, it's like, you know, right now he's right. It is, it is their state right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it ain't so, anymore. <laughs> many moons ago. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, so my point is, if you don't want to be on a tombstone, mm-hmm. don't lose right. to Clemson. Oh, no, I back to that. Right, right. I, I really, it's as simple as that. It, you, it is, it's sports for crying out loud. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you're supposed to have rivalries. You're supposed to hate what your opponent does. Right. Uh, and we do. And we do. I mean, let's, let's, don't take some of that so serious. I'm going to give you an upset pick in the Sweet 16 tonight coming up in our next segment. Underdog, I think that's going to win outright. Uh, this probably won't surprise many. I'll give you that coming up uh, to kickstart our second hour and what I think is a stone-cold lock this evening. A stone-cold lock. We'll give that to you in about about 10 minutes from now. Make sure you stay tuned for that. I, I, I wish, and just kind of wrapping up this topic, a couple more phone calls too. I don't know how we can do a better job controlling <laughs> what is news, right? But I, it, it just, it burns my britches, right? I don't know if that's Roy Williams or Dabo Sweeney coming out in me. But it burns my britches that these are things that we care about, talk about, and and, and are, they're things that become viral. Yeah. Like a tombstone goes in a cemetery symbolizing a win over a ranked team on the road. And, and all of a sudden it, it forces people to create a controversy or a story or to write something about how this is wrong or silly or whatever. I, I really, I just, I don't think that should be a story. And Maybe it's because I'm getting old and grumpy. I, I don't know. Get off my lawn, dude. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I wish somehow we could just say, no, this isn't a story. And other stories like that that shouldn't be stories that become stories. It's like, how do we correct ourselves as a society, as a sports society, to where these kinds of trivial things just don't matter? And there's really no way to do it. it it's like this, I, I don't know, there's no way to do it. It's impossible. And, and so there is the beauty and the ugliness yeah. of social media and the internet, right? I mean, that's just, it, it's impossible to control. You can't really police it. And whatever somebody thinks is a story, the second that they write something on their stupid blog, it becomes a bigger story. I, I, I feel it, myself, it's so ridiculous. I feel myself about to move into a never-ending loop here, but on one hand, you're completely right. We shouldn't get so uptight about the trivial things. I just said the exact same thing. On the other hand, it's kind of what makes sports so fun that we get so bent out of shape over stupid stuff. It right? does. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does. Yes. 654-7627. 654-ROAR. Let's get to Jerry up with us next on the phones. Jerry, good afternoon. Hey, guys. I just uh, want to uh, just ask y'all a question. I went down to the Hall of Fame this past week and uh, just sort of made me start thinking about as far as uh, – Tigers that are still playing, guys that have left over the last few years that could possibly be in the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, I know four goes there next year, and uh, I'm not. I, w- I would take a job in South Carolina, but I'm not going to do it. But, but you kind of figure it out. Not very many people there. But I uh, just wanted to get, to get y'all's thoughts. On the College Football Hall of Fame, is that what we're talking about, Jerry? Yeah, we're talking about Jerry. yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as guys that uh, – have just finished. Uh, the may still be on the team, guys. That over this over this run, that could possibly be in there. Uh, you know, we have a few in there now, and uh, I really think that Dabo and, and Sean probably have already cemented themselves there. Uh, you know, look at some of the names and some of the colors I saw down there this past week. Sure. I just want to get y'all's thoughts. 
Jerry, we appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. Safe travels as well. And it's a reminder, too, when you give us a call, make sure you have your radio turned down so there's not that awkward echo. That's always a little strange. Most of you are great about doing that. And as soon as you call, actually, you hear the friendly uh, voice of upper management reminding you to to turn your radio down and just to listen uh, over your cell phone. If you know, if you call the show, we try to get you on pretty quickly. Uh, There's some circumstances in some shows where you may have to hold um, maybe longer than 10 minutes. Rarely is that the case, especially in the off season. We like to get you on and uh, get your take and then, and then get you back off again. But as far as hall of famers here, uh, Deshaun Watson, I think certainly uh, has a great chance to be one. Uh, Dabo Sweeney certainly will have a great chance to be one And his collegiate career, obviously as a head coach is far from over. Uh, outside of that, who else could be there? You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. You can make a, a strong argument maybe for a Taj Boyd, considering I think he left the ACC as the conference's all-time uh, leader in total offense. I believe that's the case. Uh, outside of that, you know, I, I don't know recently who else could go in there from Clemson. I, I do think the College Football Hall of Fame and that new structure, the new building they have uh, uh, erected down there in Atlanta, I, it makes it more meaningful, I think, here because it's so close I haven't been there. I know a lot of people that have toured it right when it opened up, and everybody that goes down there has been blown away by it. So I, it, it seems like it's more in the mainstream now, maybe than what it used to be. Perhaps proximity plays a role in that, considering how close we are to the ATL. But uh, I, I don't know. Anybody else that stands out maybe here recently that recently? could be in the College Football Hall of Fame? Deshaun, uh, certainly. That's a no-brainer. Well, I mean, you're putting bullware in, for no doubt about well, that. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> putting in bullware in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, does belong in the Ring of Honor. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Ring of Honor number 10. Retire the jersey. Yeah, let's think about that one for a minute. I, you know, I, Deshaun, I mean, just recently, Taj. I, I want to I look and see what the criteria is for if they have any kind of guidelines for the College Football Hall of Fame because we tend to think of guys like Taj Boyd as their importance to Clemson University, and no one will doubt his importance to Clemson University. On a big... On, on a bigger scale, though, for college football, all of college football, is he a Hall of Fame guy? I, I don't know. From a Clemson standpoint, certainly. Um, so I, I don't know. Let me, look, let me look at the top of the hour and see what the kind of see what their guidelines are, if there are any. Final minute of our first hour, Danny in Greenville. Danny, you got about 60 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, no problem. Guys, I wasn't even paying no attention to Paul Feinbaum. He's He's about as worthless as they come. I congratulate Clemson. I'm a big game top fan. They deserved it. Let them do what they normally do. Leave it alone. Go on. We appreciate it, Danny. That's coming from a South Carolina fan. Hey, it's great that all you guys are calling us again. We, we've missed you. We've missed you for a long period of time. And now's a great time to call in. Team's in the Sweet 16. I mean, by my account, I, I've already punched your ticket to the Elite Eight. So you want to talk, talk about Gamecock basketball here uh, for the rest of the show in our final two hours. I, I'm willing to do that. Cinderius Thornwell, little Dwayne notice. Frank Martin's making the rounds. He was on Good Morning America earlier today for crying out loud. Hard not to like that guy. It really is. It really is. So we can play that card today. Also, in our next segment, Super Lock of the NCAA Tournament. I'm going to give you this one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We'll give that to you. We'll preview the Sweet 16.